You are warmly welcomed to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for the world of digital built environment. We invite you on a physical and virtual journey from Helsinki to Tallinn to celebrate the forerunners of the digital built environment. Hello and welcome to this episode of the WDBE Talks. My name is Arni Heiskanen and I have on the line Reid Senescu, Vice President of Product Management at Doxel. And we are going to discuss how AI and reality capture technologies are changing the construction industry. Reid, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Arnie. Great to be here. Happy to be, be talking across, across the ocean to Finland today. I read a little bit about your background naturally before this interview, and um, I noticed that before Doxel, your work history includes companies like SOM, Arup, Rumbix, and Enlighted. Uh, you've also been a consultant and a startup founder. What has inspired you most during your career, and do you have a vision that that's guiding you in your choices? You know, I don't know if I have a vision, Arnie, but I would say that, like, Your your question prompted me to kind of look back and think about my career, and I'd say that there were kind of cycles of of seeking out the next big challenges in our industry, and cycles of seeking out uh, the next big technology opportunities in the industry. And so, you know, I grew up as a as a, a kid in the Chicago area, surrounded by very tall skyscrapers. And I was enamored by SOM because at the time SOM was big was was designing the the tallest skyscrapers, and so that's where I started my career. I wanted to design the tallest skyscrapers. Uh, I I became um, quite interested in Arup because of earthquake engineering. Because after a while, I realized gravity is pretty simple. Uh, earthquakes are pretty complicated, and so I thought that challenge. Um, At some point at Arup, I became really interested in the technology aspect, uh, especially the information technology aspect of our industry, and saw the opportunity of, of mobile apps and mobile phones in our industry and on construction sites and wanted to take that technological opportunity and apply it to labor productivity problems in the construction industry. And that's why I joined Rumbic. Um, Rumbic that was followed by IoT. And, and for me, the, the next big opportunity in in our industry is is taking all the learnings from um, various industries in artificial intelligence and machine learning and applying them here in, in construction. So you have been the vice president of product management at Doxel for over a year now. What could you interested in the company? It, you know, it's an interesting question because actually throughout my career, I haven't uh, always had a lot of time to really research and choose the company that I was going to join next. Uh, in this particular case, I did. I spent a lot of time evaluating a lot of the AI companies in the construction technology space. And I was really looking for, for two things. Um, one is, is what I call data market fit. You know, Doxel and, and, and all AI companies are, are quite dependent on their data and they create a lot of data. And one of the things that really struck me about Doxel is that uh, Doxel's customers a year and a half, two years ago, were spending quite a lot of money on just data. 
without much customer experience around it, spreadsheets, et cetera. And those were repeat customers that were, um, you know, purchasing Doxel again and again and again for the, for the data that provided the customers with insights around their, their construction projects and when those projects were going to be on time and whether they were going to be on budget. So that data market fit is, is one thing that, that I was looking for. Uh, the, the other thing is a fabulous engineering team. You know, I think that, that, uh, it's really challenging in our industry to attract and retain and build out amazing product engineering cultures, um, especially on the software development side where we have world-class software development that's on par with the Teslas of the world, the Googles of the world, the Apples of the world. And uh, my colleague Dobermir here uh, at, at Doxel, who, who leads up our engineering uh, group, uh, had built really an amazing engineering team with backgrounds in artificial intelligence and gaming and self-driving cars and image recognition and big data. DB himself, about 80% of, of Twitter's ad revenue flowed through his, his product at Twitter. And so because we have this great product engineering culture, we're able to innovate and we're able to innovate and bring products to market uh, very quickly. And that was really a, an attractive part of, of what Doxel had to offer. Many construction tech startups are now trying to solve the on-site management, quality and safety problems. Uh, where, where do you think the biggest ROI, return on in investment of digitalization comes from? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. I mean, there's ROI in so many areas. I think there's so many opportunities for, for improving the productivity of, of construction sites today. Um, when we look at digitalization, I, I think of, of the chaos of a typical construction site. And uh, there are so many variables on construction sites that are beyond any one company's control, whether it's the material supply chain or labor availability or weather or you know just other other random factors that seem beyond our control that are influencing um the the construction site and so i'm less interested in kind of things that try to control that and more interested in uh opportunities to use use digitalization to increase the feedback loop to the to the the craft workers and the managers that are on site so they can make better decisions. And I think that if we increase the feedback loops, you know, uh, increase the ability for the, the people who are making decisions to have better information at their fingertips in real time, we're gonna facilitate their ability to make better decisions on the, on the construction site and, you know, keep their projects on time, keep them safe, uh, keep them on budget and, and keep them built as, as designed. So maybe you're talking about something that we here in Finland have started calling uh, situational awareness. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a, that is a great name, and and that's exactly exactly um, uh, what I'm speaking of. I think we, we've in the industry we've, we've focused a lot on the building information model um, as as the ideal for what we want designed. And uh, more recently, there's been a lot of focus on the digital twin um, during the operational side of, of uh, the building's life cycle. Uh, I'm really interested in creating a construction information model 
or they, they create situational awareness so that that construction information model is updated in real time, always has the latest information, and anyone on a construction site can access it in a very simple way in the field to make, to make better decisions. Regardless of, uh, of, of many companies in, in the industry who are now digitalizing their business, there are still many construction companies that struggle uh, in, in digitalization uh, regarding their on-site workflows, for example. Um, do you have an idea what could ease their transition? You know, I'll take I'll take you a little bit on our our journey and, and my journey in the in the construction industry, and I think that uh, perhaps that'll shed some light on on, on that question. Um, in one word, it's really about simplicity for the field and getting engagement from the field will help with digitalization. Uh, I think when technology comes and is adopted uh, top down, uh, it's really challenging to get that dig- digitalization. You know, a lot of people can sit in the office, sit in a conference room and think, oh, this will be great. We can just automate all this workflows and we'll increase productivity and We'll have all this data, et cetera. But if you don't really start with the craft worker, uh, with the superintendent, with the project manager um, in the field and make their lives easier, then that technology is not going to be uh, adopted. And uh, I think that that usability in the field, that simplicity in that field, really under spending a lot of time with the field to understand what their pain points are, what their challenges are, What's going to you know make it easier for them to um, get home on time safely to their family is is really uh, if you think about it from that lens, then then digitalization can happen actually quite quickly in the in the industry. Yes, we are a people business after all. Even though we are working with huge machines and and now now digital tools, um, so. As you, as you told us already, you're developing an AI-powered solution for construction management, and you're combining reality capture data with BIM schedule and budget information. Um, construction is a pro- project business uh, where every site is, in a way, unique, even though there are naturally re- reoccurring processes, but still they are quite un- quite unique. How can you create value in such an environment with so many sometimes unforeseen variables? Yeah, it's a good question. I think I try to distinguish between um, variables that just differ across projects, right? Where there's not commonalities across different companies or across different projects versus uh, variables that are unforeseen even by that project, right? And I kind of lump it into those two types of variables. Um, maybe I'll take the, the first one. Uh, as, a, as a startup, as a company trying to build you know, better technology solutions for the industry, we spend a lot of time ensuring and understanding which variables are common across the industry and which ones are not, right? And uh, that's a very like, key focus of my role here, here at Doxel where, and, and, and any product manager's role is to understand where the bigger market is, where are those variables, where are those variables constant across different projects, across different companies, and, and focus on those, right? Um, it can quickly become boiling the ocean if, if one has to customize a technological solution uh, 
for every variable that's different across every project. And so I'd rather just focus on the ones that are similar. You know, the ones that are similar are, 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 are BIM, right? Like a lot of projects use, there's a big majority of projects that use BIM and, and, and the customers that we see. And um, there's a lot of commonalities in, in how uh, BIM is, is adopted. There's differences, but there's also a lot of commonalities in, in BIM and how it's adopted in the industry. Um, there are a lot of commonalities in how uh, much of the market is adopting lean construction practices. And so that's a, a trend that we're very um, focused on and, um, and, and looking to kind of plug into. Uh, if we if we think about variables that are unforeseen, um, then it's all about really building flexible systems, adaptable systems that think about uh, the cases when things don't go according to plan, and being adaptable uh, uh, to that, um, and and not like just always assuming that you know there's this one process and it has to be followed step one, step two, step three, step four. No, there's going to be all sorts of unforeseen things that happen on a construction site that uh, require flexibility in, in your software to, to truly adopt digitalization. You, you talked about BIM, for example, and, and data, and data is essential uh, in AI. And you can control the quality and quantity of, of the data from the 360 cameras, for example, and LiDAR scans that you're using. But however, data is coming from other sources as, as well and uh, you you might not get what you expect how do you tackle the challenge that uh, that challenge that uh, the data quality will, will vary and 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 the other other challenge that data is constantly evolving and, and changing and there are changes in the process Right. I mean, and, and that's a really, uh, I think, fair, fair assessment and characterization of, of the industry uh, and the state of data in our, in our industry. Um, you know, in some ways, AI companies and construction tech and, and perhaps AI companies in, in general uh, are like icebergs. Like what, what the customer actually sees is just the top of the iceberg. Most of the work, most of the software development actually goes into internal tools uh that are under under the sea level that allow creating that very dynamic uh uh variable um data sets that we get from all sorts of different customers and all sorts of different sectors from oil and gas to data centers to healthcare to just a typical multifamily residential building Right. All those data sources are very different depending on the, the market sector that we're in. And most of our work actually goes into the internal tooling that prepares that data for our, our AI process. Um, it's hard to get into the, the details there just because it's so detailed. <laughs> but in other words, you, you cannot automate everything. Exactly right. Not everything is automated. It's difficult to automate everything. And um, there's definitely, um, you know, we have experienced great uh, virtual design and construction engineers on our team um, that work, you know, one to one with our customers to ensure 
that that setup process um, goes very quickly and very smoothly and creates an output that um, everyone's everyone's expected. And it's not that this is like a setup process that takes weeks and weeks and weeks. It's usually just like a 30 minute or an hour conversation at the beginning of the project and everything then flows um, flows from there. But but there is definitely a, a human human component at the beginning. Well, uh, as a technologist, how do you see that uh, uh, the technologies like your the ones that you're providing will change the industry in in the next say ten years? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think about when I look that far ahead is ten years is like, well, what challenges are we going to have over the next ten years? What challenges are are temporary today, and what challenges are um, you know, going to be with us for a long time and, and technology will and always should follow those challenges. So, you know, one is of course sustainability and environmental sustainability. And uh, another is um, craft workers and, and just the, the, the craft worker market in, in general and shortage of craft workers and fitting the right skilled uh, skilled craft workers with the right roles on the various project sites. So, you know, making craft workers um, be, be more productive um, because of a shortage of craft workers is really important. Um, you know, another trend that I don't think is going away anytime soon is uh, materials and supply chains. And then uh, another uh, challenge I think that we'll, we'll always have uh, with, with population growth is the need to build faster, uh, build of higher quality, push the limits of the quality and designs of what we're building. And so I think those challenges will, will, will be with us for the foreseeable future as well. You know, adapting to all those challenges um, will require lots of different types of software technology solutions. And I think what I see in the next 10 years is, uh, you know, a continuation of the the BIM journey that we've been on for the last couple decades, where that data that we've been generating um, in our designs starts to be more and more tied to the data that uh, is being generated in, in the construction process. You know, today those two worlds are quite different, right? Like we create a lot of data in the design process. We create a lot of data in the construction process. But, but they're not melded together in, in a way that really uh, addresses all those challenges that I just mentioned. And I think, you know, for, for artificial intelligence to uh, really have a, a massive impact on this industry, um, we, we need that goal. What is that design goal that we're trying to accomplish? And then, and then quick feedback loops in the construction to ensure that we're, um, you know, meeting that goal and driving towards that goal. Okay, so you have been talking uh, about about AI, and uh, probably that's something that you will also um, cover in your WDBE keynote. Or, or do you ha can you give us any hint about what you're going to talk about? So, so one thing that I'm really excited about is what I'm seeing with our customers is this overlap of AI technologies with lean construction, and that's not a, a very I think commonly spoken about uh, topic, but, but I'm really excited to kind of share some of the observations that I've had around how AI and lean construction uh, work together. Well, uh, I'm sure that our listeners would 
like to continue this discussion, um, but uh, of course they can come to WDB, where you will be uh, giving your keynote on the 29th of, of September. But before that, um, how can they best connect with you? LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me. Uh, <laughs> connect to me on LinkedIn, and um, you know I usually respond, send me a quick message, and uh, um, that's a great, great way to connect without having to remember how to spell my last name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, know, you can just sort read, read a doctor um, uh, on LinkedIn, and you'll you'll find me. Very good. So, Reed, thank you very much for this opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to your uh, keynote and also looking forward to meeting you, maybe in person, I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to be there in person. Well, okay, that, still that's to be, fantastic. I'm a, still to be confirmed, but yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, who knows? <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Okay, Great. thanks. Well, thank, thank you, Arnie. I appreciate the conversation. Thanks for listening. Join us at wdbe.org.